0: Hi, this is the Power of Technology podcast, and I'm Mick Turner. I hope everyone's doing well today, and I'm pleased to welcome back Joe Catalinati, who is our product marketing manager for Dell's Unity XT mid-range storage portfolio. Welcome
1: again, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Mick it's always a pleasure to speak with you especially um on these podcasts
0: uh, well' the, the the sentiment is the same back to you Joe uh so now before we talk about the new unity Xt software release which i believe is 5.2 maybe you can provide us with a quick update on on the growth of unity obviously as as much as you reveal anyway um is that you know how it's positioned in Dell's uh, mid-range storage portfolio and how it's doing
1: Sure. Uh, let me let me start out by saying that among Dell's mid-range storage portfolio, uh, the the Unity, the whole Unity product family, have really been the foundation for that growth, uh, and our leadership in the mid-market uh, space for many years. We've got um, over eighty-two thousand systems deployed across the globe. Um, these systems help. Businesses and organizations run a variety of workloads and also connect to the cloud. Unity, uh, I'm using Unity in a very generic form because there's a legacy Unity and there's a Unity XT, uh, which is currently the uh, product that's available. Unity has always been uniquely designed or was uniquely designed and, and has always been positioned to really address the storage infrastructure needs and challenges of the mid-market. With this new release that we'll be talking about in a few seconds here, uh, we're bringing feature function parity across the whole family, the all-flash arrays and the hybrid flash arrays that will uh, further enable uh, Dell to address the vast number of general purpose workloads with the Unity XT HFAs as a lead in those HFA hybrid opportunities. And we're doing it without compromising much of anything really uh, that customers are using today in the Unity, with the Unity platforms. Cool. Oh, oh, well, thanks
0: for that, Joe. And I kind of sense I've been involved with Unity in the past, and I'd sense that all along it's been successful, but that, that's more impressive than I even thought. It's very, very cool. Now, uh, I think because some of our listeners may not be aware of Unity XT specifically, uh, would you maybe take us through a very quick synopsis of what XT is and then get us into what's new with
1: 5.2? Sure. Uh, There's a lot to be said about Unity XT, but I'll try to keep it um, as succinct as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Unity XT, for those who don't know anything about it, is a fully unified storage platform. This means that in the single storage uh, array that you purchase, you have support for file block and VMware VVOL data, all from inside a a single storage pool, It really provides a lot of efficiency, simplicity for the storage admin when he's trying to deal with all of these storage objects. Uh, It includes and ships with a dual active controller architecture, as do all of our primary storage uh, platforms as well. Uh, There's an extensive, all-inclusive software offering, and you know when I say extensive, it, it is pretty extensive. Not just in what is delivered with Unity, but from um, the surrounding integrations with plugins and ecosystem software um, combined is um, it also has different ways, multiple ways for customers to be able to connect to public and private clouds. Where you know if they don't really want to manage an application on site, they can connect to a um, a public cloud and be able to secure that application uh, from that particular location, or conversely, they can uh, associate themselves with maybe a cloud service provider and be able to get the different types of services that they offer, such as like a disaster recovery as a service. Um, DevOps plugin options are numerous. uh, For example, Ansible and CSI, just to name a few. And as I said, there's an extensive ecosystem portfolio uh, that comes Uh, as separate products to Unity XT, uh, but nonetheless, they all support Unity XT like RecoverPoint, Metronode, AppSync, SRM and the like, There's a few others as well. Um, And then finally, the thing that I I wanna drive home is that since the very beginning, Unity and Unity XT have always been renowned, have had a renowned reputation for end-to-end simplicity life cycle simplicity, whatever you want to call it. It means everything from out of the box, rack and stack connections, and you know, taking about 15 minutes to get to you, uh, to get to the GUI. So you can start configuring very simply and easy in a HTML interface. Uh, customers, analysts, press, um, have all always been impressed by the uh, simplicity of the product. So that, that's Unity in a nutshell. Um, Going to the um, 5.2 release, this is the operating environment, and uh, it just came out about a month and a half ago. Um, It all starts, as I mentioned, uh, by uh, with with the OE 5.2 release is is really bringing, as I said, feature function parity across the entire XT, AFA, and HFA platforms. So let's talk about what 5.2 entails. First of all, it's the dynamic pools. These are the the, the, uh, default storage pools in Unity XT platforms. You know, uh, these are important because uh, they've always been important in the all-flash array. Now in the hybrid flash array models, um, they'll support uh, the hybrid pools for faster data recovery and very simple capacity expansion, All right, So you'll have in the hybrid uh, models, the support for both all flash pools, which a customer can create because they may have a, an application that just needs that all flash performance and they don't wanna stick it in a hybrid pool because they don't wanna get uh, tied down to noisy neighbor effects and things like that. So dynamic pools are now supported in all flash pools and in hybrid pools. Secondly, we have upgraded our inline data reduction uh, to be supported in the HFA again for the hybrid pools. It was always there in the all-flash pool if you had that created, but never for the hybrid pool. It is now. Uh, next up, and this is something you know we've been wanting to do for a while because we've always had it with the legacy Unity platforms. And now on Unity XT, um, these platforms now support online data-in-place controller upgrades. Um, So if a customer who buys, let's say, Unity XT 480 hybrid flash, and all of a sudden they find out in a year or six months or whatever, they need more performance, more capacity, more drive slots, higher system limits, those kind of things, um, all they have to do is order their controllers for those higher systems, whether it be a 680 or an 880, and they would just swap out the controllers while the data is still in place and online and accessible. And that's the beauty of of the architecture here and um, Unity XT as well as Dell in general with primary storage is that all of these support a dual active controller architecture. Now this is important because the customer you know, looked at this product and bought it, and therefore we believe they should be able to use it versus having some dual passive controller scheme here where if one controller goes down, um, you know, you're kind of dead in the water. Well, with Unity XT, if one controller fails, uh, you can pull it out to replace it, but while you pull it out, that data is still available in online. Granted, the performance will go down a little bit, but that's expected, but you'll still be able to get to some of the data. And then I just wanna make a point, this is not necessarily a feature or anything, but it's a consistent theme throughout all of our releases with Unity and Unity XT is that anytime a new OE comes out, it's always backward compatible with the other Unities, both Unity XT models, as well as legacy Unity. Now, if it's a hardware issue, that, that's different. All right, but I'm talking from a software perspective. So cool. that's, that's it, uh America. Yeah, that sounds like a, it's a lot of
0: stuff, Joe. Um, now, just uh, obviously our customers are always interested in how these products are commonly used. So from a workload perspective, what are some of the, the use cases
1: where you see Unity XT deployed? Okay, well, this is an interesting one because, you know, we have sort of evolved over the years, Dell has in the mid-range um, with the advent of PowerStore, and I'll get into that here. So if you look across the globe, small, medium businesses, small, medium enterprises, um, they all still use and run and depend on really thousands of of these general purpose workloads uh, that they run their businesses on. And they've always understood that hybrid flash storage is really the way to go in terms of the platform they need. Uh, Purely from an affordability point of view, uh, that would align with their own cost-conscious approach to uh, IT operations and budgets. So affordability and low introductory pricing are typically their starting priorities. Um, the workloads they need to support are generally not classified as critical. And therefore, you know, they don't require the type of performance and sub-millisecond latency of all flash or NVMe architectures. So these types of workloads um, are ideal for the Unity XT hybrid flash array, the general purpose ones, which have been successfully running uh, these workloads all over the world. As I mentioned before, we got 82,000 plus systems out there. I mean, not all of them are hybrid flash, but nonetheless, um, the customers with the hybrid flash arrays are seeing Performance increases, they're seeing um, lower CapEx, lower OpEx, those kind of things. Um, But what about the Unity XT all-flash arrays? I just want to address that real quickly. Interestingly enough, Unity XT hybrid flash arrays, and I know people don't see this generally, but they have the same performance metrics as the all-flash models. They really do. So customers aren't having to compromise on any speed uh, in performance when they're using the hybrid flash array. But for those applications, and there are many of them, again, that are classified as business critical, um, they'll need the all-flash performance along with the characteristics that SSDs uh, bring along and provide, uh, along with the sub-millisecond latency. So in this case, customers who have these critical apps, all right, um, are gonna need something a little bit more than a hybrid flash can provide. And so they might wanna check out Dell's lead all-flash array PowerStore with NVMe and the apps on architecture. Or they can opt to stay with Unity XT all-flash arrays if they've already decided, let's say, to standardize on Unity XT as part of a multi-array deployment plan. So the point here is that if you have general purpose workloads in a small-medium enterprise that don't require the performance and um, latencies that you can get with all flash and VME, um, Unity XT hybrid flash arrays are ideal. They really bring uh, a lot to bear for the customer in terms of introductory pricing, total cost of ownership, management familiarity, and they're they're getting all of that without having to compromise on performance or features, for that matter. Yeah, cool. That's good to see the positioning relative
0: to to PowerStore and see that there is obviously market for both the PowerStore and the Unity platforms. Uh, so I think finally, Joe, it has been really informative, but perhaps you could just sum up uh, with kind of some key value statements
1: you'd like the listeners to take away. We'd like to say that the HFA's bring you the performance of flash with the affordability of the low cost, high capacity disk. And I'm gonna close out by you know, citing um, a recent IDC uh, market trend. And that is that they looked at the hybrid flash array market, and they have concluded and projected that it will continue to grow at 5.1% compounded annual growth rate uh, through 2025. So the, the point here is that hybrid flash arrays aren't going away anytime soon. As a matter of fact, uh, they still have a growth rate associated with them. Awesome. Well, thanks ever so much for your time, Joe. It's much appreciated.
0: This has been Mick Turner for the Power of Technology podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. Have a great day.